back to the Depressed Salesman Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Massey, the Depressed Salesman. Thanks so much for taking the time to join us today. We're going to continue our authentic conversation about the intersection of sales results and, and mental well-being with Dave Algra. So Dave, uh, when we when we finished off last time, you were talking about how a couple of books really affected your perception of uh, the world and what was happening around you, and that led you towards understanding more about uh, goal setting and manifestation. So why don't we just pick up where we left off? I read a couple of books that really that really made me think about how I'm goal setting. Maybe not goal setting. Goal setting is part of it, but. They changed, made me change how I'm perceiving the world and what's happening around me. Um, and that really was a game changer for me in, in what I started doing with the capacity that I had gained by not being stressed out all the time. That makes sense. So the, the exercise and the, the cold therapy created space in my brain to actually start to go out and learn some things or do some things. And, and then I, you know, I, I chose to spend that bandwidth on uh, figuring out like how I perceive opportunities and how you're setting goals and why you're doing that. And, and um, I just came up with some theories of my own. Well, not theories. I read a bunch of stuff and then you kind of summarize what pick and choose what you think works for you. And, and um, yeah, that's what I did. And that's sort of my practice. And it's always evolving. You're always, you're always, um, you're always learning more and adding more to, to how you process things and how you do things. But I guess to, you know, people are probably wondering, well, what did you read or how does that look or how does that work like on the application? scale um so i ended up reading this book i have you ever heard of it? it's called the secret it was like a oh, huge, yeah. like a trendy oh, yeah. fad thing right so so i read this book the secret and i i, I kind of liked it but i i kind of didn't like it i'm like this i hate it when people repeat stuff and that book just repeats itself over and over and over again and and the way it was written i was like so then i was i was looking in the notes and and uh figured out I don't know how I figured out but she was referencing uh, another book called the science of getting rich and that book was written I think that author's is name is Waddles I think and that book was written I don't know like in the 30s or 20s or like a long time ago like we're talking like 75 to 100 years ago is when this book was written don't quote me on that maybe it's 50 to 75 but it it was written in a different era yeah so the premise of these books is that you know it's manifestation right so what you think is going the universe is going to produce what you think so and i i feel well i'm a i guess i'm a walking example that this theory works but I think it's dumbed down and I, I I don't believe that this thought just is created. Like it's, I don't know. I I don't really understand 
how that process works or like put all the belief in that process. But there's something that I learned that I think is super key. So every single day, um, we are provided with thousands and thousands and uh, millions of opportunities every single day. You have the opportunity to drive over somebody in your car if you want, or you could have the opportunity to like seriously harm somebody or rob a bank. And then you could end up in prison for 15 or 20 years or the rest of your life if you wanted to, that you have that opportunity today. You you have the opportunity to meet someone new. If you're a single person, maybe you have the, you have the opportunity to meet a future partner that you could be with for the rest of your life. You have, you have the opportunity to walk into um, some education place and sign up for that if that's what you want. You have, there's, there's just like limitless opportunities in our world. And when you don't have the brain space to see opportunities, or if you're not clear on what you want, you don't recognize these opportunities at all. And that's what this whole manifestation thing, I think, does for people or does for me. It actually, it actually forces you to goal set without thinking you're goal setting, like per se, right? So goal setting is something I love doing and I don't do it often enough, but I love getting a, a couple hours on a day and I only do it maybe once or twice a year. I do a little review of what's going on and what I think I want to try and accomplish over the next, you know, year. So I usually I'll try and run like a 10 year and it's really hard. I find like the 10 year goal is the hardest, like the one year goals for me are easy to come up with the three year, the five year and the 10 year. That's usually what I, what I try and do. And I just do it on a piece of paper. So I'll just scratch it out. Be like in one year, what do I want to do? Well, I want to finish this project that I'm currently working on, I want to start that project or whatever. That, and that's those are easy ones. And then the three years, a little bit harder, but in our business, things take a long time. So it's still fairly easy to put down stuff that maybe I'm already thinking about or whatever on the three year. And then the five year gets a little more difficult. And then the 10 year is where I usually struggle because I don't actually know what I want to be doing in 10 years. So but that's like pure just goal setting. So if people can sit down and do that, I think it's one of the most fantastic things you can do for achieving success in things. So whether the goal setting is a health thing or whether it's a relationship thing or whether it's a career thing, writing those things down and and actually like analyzing them while you write them down, I think is probably one of the best ways you can achieve results in your life for things, but you you have to have the brain space to be able to do it. If you're a friggin' stress box and riddled with anxiety or depressed or whatever, and you, you don't have the brain space to do it, you're, you're not going to be able to come up with good goals. So I guess that's why I put it in this order, but taking care of yourself physically to allow yourself to have that bandwidth to achieve like proper goals for yourself I think is like fundamental for achieving anything in your life that you really want to achieve. That's not easy to get, but then back to the manifestation portion, 
this is a really easy way to get people to do that goal setting if maybe they don't have the bandwidth or they haven't done it enough to actually be really good at carving out you know three hours of their afternoon and really being honest with themselves about you know a one year a three year a five year a ten year or however they want to organize it but when you get to this manifestation thing well i want a new car you know or whatever people come up with if that's what they think about every day they're going to start recognizing the opportunities that pass them by throughout the day that could get them closer to that goal agreed so this is a way for you to have a different perspective about the world, right? So, so on the manifestation side, I really believe that if you have these goals and you have a clear head, then you're going to recognize these opportunities and you're going to work towards the goal. And then the next component is working towards the goal. So how much effort do we put into the goal? Like what, <laughs> it's fine to take the time and write it down. It's fine to recognize the opportunity, but when you recognize the opportunity, what are you doing? Like, are you sitting yes. on your ass? Are you chasing it? Like what's happening? Right. So in, I forget which one of those books it is, but basically says anybody in our world today who outworks their current position, they'll get a better one. And I think that's, I think that that statement is infallible. I mean, mm. maybe people listen to it and try and like, try and scrounge up, you know, <laughs> an example of where somebody's outperforming their position and they don't get a better position. Mm -hmm. It's, I, I've thought about it a lot and I can't think of, I mean, if somebody's working hard at being the biggest asshole they can be, they're going to turn into a bigger asshole. Yeah. And if somebody's um, the absolute best uh, barista at a coffee shop that you've ever seen, I've tried to hire people from Starbucks. <laughs> you, you go to the same Starbucks every day and you see one person, you're like, man, this person gives her every day and has an awesome attitude. Yeah. I'm like, that's who I want to work for me. Yeah. So I've tried this game before. Like, if you outwork the current position you have, you will get a better one. Or you'll get the opportunity to have a better one. And whether you take that opportunity or not, that's up to you. And then, you know, I, I see so many people that are scared. Well, fear of loss. That's another one going on. But let me finish this up. But if you are not willing to put in the work, you're not going to get anything. Yeah. Like, you, you're just not. And if you want opportunities and you want to seize opportunities, you have to understand where you want to be, number one. And then number two, to get out of your current position, you need to work yourself out of it. I think the superpower, if you will, is the is the collaboration between these things. We're talking a lot about, um, well, I'll just back you up to the to the beginning of your statement about stress and physical activity the understanding of the connection between how how success relates to both our mental and physical health is is what gets me excited today when when you look at the the states 
that we can live in in our mind. We can be positive, negative, neutral, or stressed. If you're stressed, let's say, so your brain is flooded with with cortisol, yeah. and you're you're experiencing the the fight or flight. Yeah. There is no ability to learn in Correct. that state. I agree with you that if you're in a stressed state, you can't you can't grow. You can't learn. You can't grow. The yeah. focus that I wanted to take was how you brought up stress. Yes. And and how you found uh, tools that physically helped you to manage that, and from from that management of stress, that change that you mentally and physically experienced, mm -hmm. you began to grow and you began to look into the manifesting of the recognition of opportunities that you mm -hmm. manifest or that come your way. You know, so th there's this direct connection between it's not even yeah. so much eliminating the stress state. It's the management of Correct. the stress state that the stress allows state, it's, us it's to always experience. There. Yeah. The stress state's always there. Like any one of those mental states you align, they're always there in the background. And I mean, like I mentioned before, the nirvana of being purely present. I mean, that's what so many people chase and spend a lot of time and effort on that. And the thought of that is to be in a 100% completely positive state of mind, right? Which I think is, I don't know, maybe the Buddha did it, but maybe some people do it for like milliseconds, but we're always in a mixture. Like it's a continuum and we're never in a pure positive state of mind. We're never in a, a pure 100% stress state of mind. We're never, you know, it's 90, 10, it's, it's 40, 60, like, it's not just one or the other, but to get back to what I was talking about dealing with the stress, like sort of how I outlined it is the order of what happened in my life. Mm -hmm. And maybe you can achieve things other ways, but what worked for me, I couldn't do or comprehend or learn or implement any changes until I took those steps to deal with the actual physical cortisol, adrenaline, physical stress response that my body was having that put me in the state of like anxiety all the time and being stressed. I, like it. And well, I don't he, think you, you can never get out of the position that you're in, whether it's the position yeah. of your life or just whatever it may be, yeah. because you're stuck in the stress and you can't, you can't manage it. Yeah. So, so it's, it's figuring out a way to see that as a challenge or an opportunity, you know, as an opportunity for growth rather than something that keeps us stuck in the same place and makes it impossible to move. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like during that period in my life, you could, I mean, it wasn't like, do this one step and finish it completely and then start another one and then finish it. It wasn't like a sequential Gantt chart of how to become less stressed out and more successful. Like it, it's all muddy and overlapped, but you know, when I think if you take that first step to deal with the physical stress response that you're having, it's going to every, every day you're going to have a little bit more bandwidth to fill like bandwidth available and you can decide how you want to fill that. But if you start filling it with the thing, what I did, I should, 
I started filling those little bits of bandwidth with the things I just talked about, right? And then as time progresses, yeah, as time progresses, you know, there's more and more bandwidth available for that learning. And you kind of delve into it and get a lot deeper into it because you have this the mental space to do it because you've been, you've made the decision and put in the, you're putting in the time physically to to deal with your mental state, right? So, yeah. Yeah, no, you're, and I, you're right. I do, th- I do think uh, specific to the manifestation component, again, a lot of the science of how our brains work, uh, you know, I, I did a lot of study in the area of positive psychology, and mm. it really delves into kind of the function, the structure, the performance of one's mind. And the person who loses their eyesight, so you can see for the first 20 years and then you become blind. Mm-hmm. I I always believed that the c- components of your brain that control the eyesight simply become dormant and they become unnecessary. But your brain actually physically restructures itself and takes that available um the, Just call the it bandwidth. Area, We've been using yeah, that word the bandwidth, yeah. and 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 it puts it towards better hearing or better mm-hmm. sense or a sense of smell. So our brains are actually physically rebuilding themselves daily as we go through life. So that that was the connection that I started to make with manifestation. Was if if I'm able to actually affect how it is that my my brain is connecting between these thoughts, these emotions, these ideas that I'm having, then if I'm going to focus upon worrying, I'm going to become really good at worrying in the same respect. If I'm going to focus on achieving excellence in a given field, I'm going to become a lot better in that given field. So that power of the thought is where manifestation starts because it changes the thought into something like a physical experience happens inside of our brain. If you then speak of that goal or that idea you want to manifest, or you write that down in terms of your goal setting, now you're taking that idea and actually placing it into the physical world outside of yourself. So like that, that sort of line that I drew through coming out of stress and how is it possible to manifest, uh, you know, if, if you do the same job every day to the best of your ability and you outperform anybody else, you'll get a better job. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that, that's the, the reality of manifestation to me. We can't affect that. It does scare me when I apply it to parenting. Right. Like if you're a really yeah. good parent, you'll just get more kids. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, that, that's 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 one way to look at it. But yeah. I think that the the other angle of that is how easy it is to screw that up in our kids. Well, the, the whole manifestation thing, like, you know, thinking about what you want and getting excited about getting that thing, whether it's a position or a physical thing or a relationship or whatever it is. I mean, that's the super fun part, right? Like that's like, that's the fun part. And I, maybe an analogy I would use, remember that TV show where they would like 
fly the family out of their house and they do like this massive reno on the house while the yeah. you know families in Disneyland or whatever and then then they come back and they have like the bus parked in front of the the yeah. house and then they yell move that bus and then the, the bus drives away and then the, the house is sitting there right so the move the bus thing like moving the bus is is coming up with the idea and holding it in your brain and manifesting it but all the work that went on behind the bus for the you know two weeks or yes. whatever they're doing yes. that is you outperforming your current position mm-hmm. and if you're not willing to do that don't even waste your time because mm-hmm. it's not going to work like the the actual work part like where you're at today you've made all those decisions to land yourself exactly where you're at today so all the choices you've made all the effort you've put in or haven't put in that's your place in the world today and i'm a firm believer that that's sort of what you've earned i mean and different people have different opportunities and i, I don't want to like get into semantics of some people yeah. don't have choices or whatever i don't i'm, I'm not i don't want to go there but the point is you've made these decisions and you've ended up where you're at so and if you don't like where you're at right then you need to be better at whatever, wherever you're at or whatever you're doing and have these other components happening as well. And if you can do that, you're not going to be there for long, like not long at all. Like stuff will start changing, but you got to keep the hammer down and you got to put in the effort. If you're not going to put in the effort and do better at what you're doing today, you're not going to get better tomorrow. Like the whole idea or concept of, I don't like this. I hate this. So I'm, I'm just going to do it half ass, but then I'm going to think about what I want to do and I'm going to get it. I don't know, man. I wish you the best, but I just don't think it will work. No, so that's- because it's a, it's a combination of the, the mental and physical world becoming one is, is how manifestation actually is experienced. I hmm. think the, the other thoughts I've had like manifestation is like, and this is an interesting one because you know, the the rule or the idea is you have to be able to clearly understand and have a perfect picture of exactly what you want and how you're going to use it and know how it's going to feel. No, just, but just follow me. Like having a super clear picture and knowing how that, what that experience is going to be like and understanding it 100%. And then, then you'll be able to attain that thing. And I think the reason why that rule works is because you, here, here's an analogy for you. You have a person who's been homeless their whole life, okay? Like living on the street or underneath a tree somewhere their whole life. Mm-hmm. Can that person imagine what it would be like to have a million dollars and actually sure. understand it? Do you think so? I, they can imagine it. Can they? No. Can they have could, the same clarity that you're? Could they have about? clarity no. in their idea? No. 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 Could they have clarity in finding ten dollars, a ten dollar yes. bill? Could they have clarity in finding a hundred dollar bill? Yes. Maybe, probably, right? Yeah. And once they found a bunch of hundred dollar bills, do you think then they could imagine what it would be like to have a thousand dollars? Yes. And once they have a thousand, yeah. Yeah. And once they find the thousand dollar bill, could they imagine what five grand is like? Yes. Like, so it's the steps. Yeah. Well, it's, 
it's the the rule of manifestation i guess is you're only going to get you know what you can clearly see and understand to somebody who rides a bicycle their whole life can they clearly understand what it would be like to own a ferrari a new ferrari probably not i'm not going to say yeah. I, i'm not going to say they can't but but could they understand like what it would be like to ride a a scooter you know like my point is that this whole manifestation idea of going from zero to a hundred or zero to a million, like, you know, whether it's dollars or speed or whatever you want to talk about it, I think it breaks down for people if that's sort of how it works. And if they're not really following the, the, the script of like being able to emotionally feel like what it would be like to have that thing or experience that thing or do that thing. Or whereas if the, things they're talking about or, or wanting in their life, if they can actually understand like almost with a, with a lot of clarity, what it will feel like or be like to achieve that thing or have that thing. It's it, it makes it be something that's within their reach, which allows them to see opportunities when they're presenting themselves for them to attain that. If that makes sense to you. Oh, for sure. It does. Is this easier or more applicable to your relationship with yourself as compared to your relationship with others? Well, it's always easier to have relationships with others than it is to have relationships with yourself because you're with yourself all the time, (laughs) Mm. (laughs) you know, and it's really easy to reflect on relationships with other people right and and but it's hard to self-reflect so from that perspective like the depth and complexity and size of the relationship you have with yourself is immense compared to any other relationship you have in life so something that's bigger and more complex is always harder to manage than something that is smaller and less significant right so yeah i was in uh, san francisco two weeks ago i was down there for nine days uh with my wife and my wife had to get a surgery down there so i went down there with her day after the the following day like we got there in the afternoon the next day she had her surgery and then we rented an airbnb and i basically was like her caretaker for eight days and okay. and um the first couple of days like she basically just slept all day and, you know, every day she incrementally had a little bit more energy and did a little bit more and whatever. So by then point of my story is people are like, feel like, well, like, how was your trip? And, and I said to <laughs> one person, I'm like, could you imagine being like locked in an apartment with me for eight days in a row? Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, no. I'm like, well, that's what I had to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With yourself. Yeah. yeah basically. Yeah. Right. But yeah, the relationship you have with yourself, it's just, it's like, it's a hundred relationships in one, man. Like it's uh, just a different animal. It's a, and it, it's always evolving and always changing. I mean, most relationships are, but none of them evolve at the pace or have the complexity that the relationship you have with yourself is, you know? Well, I hope all of you guys are finding Dave as interesting as I am. I think that he's got so much to say. I'm going to do a third episode with him. 
So we'll catch you next time on the Depressed Salesman Podcast. Thanks so much.